Well, good morning, Stable and Fellowship Church. Great to see you guys here this morning. I'm really excited to be here uh, on this day and have the opportunity to bring the message today. And uh, I've been praying for you guys all week, and I know a few of you have been praying for myself because you knew. Uh, but uh, this morning we're talking about getting past your past and, uh, and doing that by breaking some of the labels that have been placed on us, breaking some of the names that have been given to us, some of those labels and things that have, have kind of hung us up in the past. And, you know, I was talking to someone this week, and they said, uh, yeah, you know, my, my sister... She always called me, and I, I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna say what it was, but she said my sister always called me this, always called me that, and that that I'm a 45 year old person today, and that that hung with me the whole time. But you know, all of us have been labeled and had something negatively placed on us, and it's been hurtful. It's been uh, something that has kept us from launching out into new areas and trying something, and I I know. I have lived under labels from my past. I have lived under something in my past that somebody has said, you know, Barry, you're this way and you're that way and uh, you're just, you're going to always be that way. And, and that's a lie, but I've believed it for a while. Right or wrong, we all have some labels that are on us. And let me just give you a few this morning. And these are kind of fun ones. And so I'm going to give you the name of the person and then you you say out their name or their label, okay? Just let's just all participate, okay? Attila the, all right, yeah, good job, guys. Conan the, yeah, yeah. Billy the, right, you got to know that one, right? Buffy the, vampire slayer. What? Okay, so, <laughs> so to counteract that one, Winnie the, right, awesome. Well, you know when I was. Growing up, there was a time in my life where we moved from one state to the next, and I missed a good chunk of the fourth grade. And uh, because of that, because of this family move with my dad's transition with work, uh, what took place was I missed this chunk of school, and I did very bad in the fourth grade. All right, so we got to new town and in the new state, and dad had the new job and all of that. And uh, because of that. You know, I heard, well, Barry is a poor student. You know, he's just, he's not a very good student. You know, Barry just struggles with schoolwork. And this morning, I want you to begin to think right now of that negative label that follows your name. Okay, I don't know what it is, but, but you've got one. Maybe you're, you've been known or called a doormat, or you've been known as the person who can't commit or the hothead, or the party girl, or the person who's insecure, or you're overly sensitive, or you're irresponsible, or maybe it's just been someone has said, you know what, you're average, and you've carried that with you your whole life, that you're just average. Well, take a look at your notes inside your bulletin. If you would, pull those out this morning, and there's pins in all the seats right in front of you. They're kind of hidden there on the side of the chair. And fill in the blank spot in your notes with your name and the label that has followed you around. Just write that in there. And as we 
go through the message this morning and other labels enter your mind, just go back up to the top of that sheet of paper and fill in that other label. And as another label comes to mind, just go back up to that top of that sheet of paper and fill in the next one. So today, we're going to listen to God's Word and through that lens, look at the negative label that has been placed on you or has been placed on me, that, that, that name that often follows your name. And today... I pray that through God's word, you will hear that God's power is bigger than your past. God's, let me say that again. God's power is bigger than your past. And anything that has hurt you or messed you up in the past, God's power is bigger than that. And guess what? God's truth is bigger than opinions about you as well. So not only that, but maybe, maybe you even own a label and it's, it's somewhat true about you. It's a label that you would say, yeah, you know, if I look back on that, it's, it's been said about me and it's, it's pretty true about me. Let me say this to you this morning. What is true about you today does not have to be true about you tomorrow. What's true about you today, God says, does not have to be true about you tomorrow. So what was once in your past can no longer be, all right? So this morning, I'm asking that God would give you a new God-centered view of you, okay? Uh, if you, I'm going to look in my Bible here. If you have your Bible or your mobile device, or you, maybe you're using the YouVersion app. Well, that's my favorite app to, to use for the Bible. I'm going to read to you from 2 Corinthians. This is really our, our key passage, our key verse this morning. Out of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 17, it says this, and we'll put it on the screen. And anyone who belongs to Christ, anyone, all right? Let me stop there. Anyone who belongs to Christ, that means no matter how bad your past was or no matter how good your past was, no matter what kind of person you are or where you're from or where you were born on this planet or what nationality you come from or your, your parents have as their background, anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. That's a great verse. You might just circle some of those words in that verse. We've got them underlined for you. The, the power of sin that has held you back in the past, this verse is saying that can be broken in Jesus Christ. That power of sin in the past, all of your past can be washed away. And maybe you carry a label that you'd rather not talk about this morning. I'm here to tell you that that can be removed. That can be washed away. The newness of Christ is available to us. That which held you hostage in the past can hold you no more. So I want to give you three thoughts this morning real quick to help you and I break free from some of the labels of the past. Things that have held us down. All right? And the first one is this, and this is in your notes if you're following along. First one is God will give you a new name. God likes to give out new names. So just jot that down. God will give you a new name. And in Isaiah chapter 62, verse 2, it says this. You will be given a new name by the Lord's own mouth. And we see this over and over again in Scripture. We see a, a new name or a new label given to a person or given to people. Now, if you're like me, you've been held back by some type of a, 
a label or a name in the past. You know, Barry, you're not, you're not a very good student. Someone's called you something, and you, you tend to believe that, or others call you this. Or, you know, God says, I can give you a new name, a brand new name, and that is awesome. It's a little bit like this. You know when a girl is dating a guy, and uh, she begins to think about marriage, she starts writing her first name down, and she starts writing that with what? His last name, right? With little hearts and X's and O's and all of that. And next thing you know, she's got a notebook filled of her first name and his last name with hearts and X's and O's and, and pictures and all of that. But uh, even more than that, God will replace your old title with a new name. He did this a lot in Scripture. And I just want to give you a few of my favorite examples Uh, The first one is this. Uh, In the Old Testament, there was a couple named Abram and Sarai, and they couldn't have children. And God came to them at one point and said, you're going to have children. And you're going to have so many children, your your descendants, you're not even going to be able to count them. There's going to be so many. And to prove it, to prove that I'm going to do this work in your life, I'm going to give you guys a new name. And so Abram became Abraham. And Sarai, Sarah, which means father and mother of many nations. So God gave him a new name. There was a man in the Bible by the name of Jacob. Now, not to offend any Jacobs here this morning. I've got a nephew named Jacob. It's a popular name uh, and and all of that. But uh, Jacob means and, and meant swindler, surplanter, trickster, huckster. And and God through a series of events in his life, took Jacob and he said, Jacob, I'm, I'm going to use you in a great way and I'm going to change your name and your name is going to be called Israel. And to this day, we call a nation of people from Jacob, Israel. And, uh, and God changed his name. There was another man in the Bible. His name was Gideon. And God gave him a name, didn't change his name Gideon, but, but called him something, gave him a great label. See, Gideon was, uh, he was afraid at this one point in his life, and he was timid, and he was hiding in a cave, and this story is found in the Old Testament, and he's, he's hiding there, and God comes to him, and he, he goes, Gideon, you're a mighty man of valor. You're a mighty man of valor. And God called him a, a mighty warrior. I tell you what, when I, when I come home from a long day of work and I walk into my house, my wife and children go, mighty warrior. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> they don't do that at all. I'm just joshing with you. Uh, that, that's, that's not my name. I, I don't feel like that all the time. But, but God gave Gideon this new name. said, you know what, Gideon? You are not how you're acting. You are a mighty warrior. Uh, it was uh, a year or two ago, my... Uh, I wanted to show you this. My wife and kids, they gave me this. <laughs> and this is, this is just a little framed thing, and it's got all of my labels on it. It's got all of, all of my names. It's got a little, a little tie here. Um, I'm not sure why, because if I'm wearing a tie, it's bad news. <laughs> or, or I'm at a wedding, right? So don't wear many of those. But, uh, but I've got all these different labels in here, and they said, they said, Dad, we made this for you because, you know, here's your name, Barry, 
and you're funny and you're humble and you're loved and you're, you're our father and you're charming. And, you know, they put some things in here that I'm trying to live up to. Right. Right. So I, I just thought I would share that with you because uh, they were thinking of all of those those things. And you know what is not in there? There's nothing negative in there. You know, bury the poor student is not in there at, at all. You know, that's why it's not hanging on the wall, folks. Just kidding. you. But a new name. And, and maybe maybe this morning you would go. And, and I talked to a lot of people this week and I asked them, hey, what's a label that's been put on you? And I heard things like this. Insecure. Totally. And this is, this is from adults. Uh, Barry, I've been told and I think that I'm incapable, especially when it comes to raising my kids. Barry, I'm a stay-at-home mom. And someone told me, you're just a stay-at-home mom. Woo! You call down lightning with that. <laughs> Let me just tell you, if you're a stay-at-home mom, thank you. God bless you. You are not just a stay-at-home mom. You're doing an awesome ministry. I've heard this this week, irresponsible. That's a label. Here's another one someone told me. Now, don't laugh too loud, all right? Someone might punch you. Blonde. Someone said, man, that has just been, like, followed me all through, and it's been hurtful to me. Uh, I talked to someone who said, "I I was always thin and tall as a teenage girl, and I was just kind of this rail growing up, and and I got called anorexic, and I've just struggled to, to keep on weight. You know, even as an adult. And I was like, God bless you. Can you share some of that with me? (laughs) But seriously, you know, these are things that even adults to this day will share. I was called crybaby as a kid and it stuck with me. Or someone said this. My dad said, your brother's the smart one, not you. Ooh, that hurts. Or things like this. Uh, I talked to a lady this week and she said, she struggled in a season in school, and so her father called her Dumb Dora. Man, hurtful. How about this label? Divorced. Or this one, single mom. Or this one, you're still single? Something's wrong with you. Let me just say, don't believe that for a minute. Don't believe that. You know, when I... When I first left Bible college and I, I took my first position in a church full-time, I was a youth pastor. And so you get to hang out with young people and drink lots of soda and eat pizza all the time. And, you know, I swear I, like, carried a pepperoni around in my wallet for a while. It was just like you, all, you just had a great time at all these events, and it, it's a fun time. And I was at this church, and, and they decided right off the bat when I arrived to call me Pastor Barry. And i got to tell you, church, I, I didn't feel like Pastor Barry. You know, I was like, why don't you all call me like just graduated, Barry? (laughs) Or why don't you call me, you know, was a teenager just a couple years ago, Barry? And uh, I I just, I didn't believe who I was yet. And there was a very wise man there. His name was Gary, actually. And he he said to me one day, he pulled me aside and he goes, he, he said, here's the thing. You don't know it yet, but you are. He goes, Barry, you're going to grow into your name. It's going to take some time, but you're going to grow into your name. And just let that happen. And eventually it did. But listen, God's going to give some of you this morning a new name. He's going to give you a new label. And you may feel unworthy of it at first, but here's what I want you to understand. God will help you grow into your new name. 
God, God helps us in that. He, he'll help you grow into your new, your, your new name. If you feel like right now, man, I am so, I've got such a bad past and, and all of that. And God says, I want to give you a new name. It's called forgiven. And when he gives you that and, and you are forgiven, you trust Christ as your Lord and Savior, you may not immediately feel like, oh, I'm forgiven of all that in the past. But God says, I'm going to come alongside you. I'm going to help you with this new name. You will grow into that new name. Some of you are going to get a new name like transformed. Or you're going to get a new name of healed. Or overcomer. Or loved. Or spiritual leader of your family. Guys, men. You may not feel that way, but you're going to grow into that. God can give you that new name. Or, or maybe your new name will be physically fit because you've struggled in that area. Or great mom, because in your mind you've struggled with, you know, I've not, I've just not been a great mom or I've not been a great dad. Or you'll get that new name of great dad. God will give you a new name. Here's a second thought that will help you break free from the labels that have been placed upon you in the past. You know, and, and just write this down. The second one is this. God will give you a new purpose. God will give you a brand new purpose. And we see this over and over again in Scripture. And with your new name comes a new purpose, okay? New name first, new purpose second. In the Bible, there's a story about a guy named Simon. And he is an uneducated fisherman. And he, this is in the New Testament. He's kind of, you, you might look at him today and you would use a word like, well, he's a little bit unstable. He's a little impetuous. He's a little unpredictable. He's always putting his foot in his mouth. He's a fisherman. Man, this guy is just a fisherman. And, and Jesus gets a hold of him and says, Simon, I know you're a fisherman, but I'm going to make you a fisher of men. He goes, Simon, I'm going to make you a fisher of people. Simon, you're going to be used in a great way to evangelize. You're going to tell people about my message. You're going to share that. People are going to come to Christ. You're going to tell others about Jesus. And he did. His new name became Peter eventually. But along with this new name, as we're going to see, comes this new purpose and a new identity. Jesus said to Simon, he goes, hey, you know, you're, you're going to be Peter. And they had this conversation one time and he goes, who do you say that I am? Simon said, you know, uh, some say you're this and some say you're that. And Jesus goes, no, 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 no. Who do you say that I am? Simon said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And check out this verse out of Matthew chapter 16, 17 and 18. It's in your notes there. It says this. Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for that was not revealed to you by man, but, my, but by my father in heaven. And verse 18 goes on to say, and I tell you that you are Peter, which means rock. And he said, and on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. So he, he got a new name. Now, was Peter always a rock? From that point on, if you know anything about Peter, no. He had to grow into that name, didn't he? He had to, he had to grow in that. Man, Peter was the one in the New Testament who denied Jesus three times. He, he denies Christ. You and I are going to have to grow into our name and grow into our purpose. So even after Peter failed and he denies Christ three times, this day comes. And in the Bible, it's known as the day of Pentecost. 
in the early church is just getting going, right? God taps Peter and chooses Peter to be the guest speaker on the day of Pentecost. And 3,000 people come to Christ that day through Peter's preaching the gospel and the work of God. So Peter was not always the rock. He had to grow into that. He was still impetuous. He still had some, some issues and he had to be tempered. But at the end of his life, at the end of Peter's life, he was captured and he was crucified. Just like Jesus, except for in one way. He said, Peter goes, I'm not worthy to be crucified like Jesus was. Crucify me upside down. And he was. And that's how he died. Peter was not born a rock at all. He wasn't even a rock after Jesus said, you're, you're the rock. You know, Simon, your name's now Peter and you are the rock. But he had to grow into that. And he died a rock. And God is going to give you and I, many of us here this morning, a, a new name if that, if that old label of the past has been, been holding you down. And with that new name comes a new purpose and a new identity. And you're going to have to grow into that. You're just going to have to grow into that. You know, here at Stapleton Fellowship Church, and you'll, you'll see it printed places upstairs. It's painted in a classroom. And it, it's our purpose, and that is helping people on their spiritual journey. Helping people on their spiritual journey. Do you know that? That's why we're here, church. We want to help people on that journey. Because guess what? When you, when you come to Christ, you're not perfect all of a sudden, are you? No, you're not. It's kind of like Peter. You know, he, he wasn't the rock all of a sudden. He had to grow into that. Some time had to take place there. And he had to, he had to grow and become the rock. And that's the same with us. We're all on this spiritual journey. And people may walk in those doors back there any given Sunday and be going through this, that, or whatever. And guess what we're going to do? We're going to help them on their spiritual journey. Amen? We're going to help them on that journey. No matter if they're here in their journey or here in their journey or their past is back here in their journey. We, they've done some things we've never even heard about. We're going to help them on their journey and love them the whole way. Do you know this? Out of your greatest weakness can become your greatest strength. Out of your greatest weakness, God can bring up and grow you to be used in a way that is your greatest strength. That's an awesome thing. You know, I was, I told you my label, Barry, the poor student. You know, that was a long time ago. I'm like, it's almost 40 years, all right? Don't tell anybody. It was a long time ago. And humbly... But out of my weakness, I'd say you get a room full of my coworkers and friends together, and they'll say, he's smart, he's really creative, and he'll work circles around you. And I give all the glory to God for that, because the poor student is not my label anymore. You know, the God has given me a, a, a new label. God wants to do the same thing with you this morning. Don't let the labels of your past just define you. You're not what others say you are. You are not the result of your past. And so God will give you a new name and a new purpose. And, and through the power of Christ, number three, and this is in your notes this morning, God will give you a new future. God gives you a new future. You know, some people are real pessimistic about the future. Oh, it's always going to be like this. It's always going to be bad. Or it's always, it's never going to be like this. I'm envisioning it's never going to happen like that, you know. 
I'm always going to be bad. I'm always going to be alone. Or I'm always going to be miserable. Or I'm always going to be in debt. And, I, you know, I'm on and on and on. Listen, don't you dare and don't I dare insult God with faithlessness about our future. Don't, tell, don't say to God, it's always going to be. Or, or these, good, these good things are never going to be. Let's not say that to God. Uh, look in Jeremiah chapter 29, 11. We'll put this on the screen. It's also in your notes there. Great verse, pretty popular. You've probably heard it before. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. This is something that the Lord is declaring. And he says, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a what? Future. Future. Maybe you'd say, well, you don't understand, Barry. You know, I'm always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Yeah. Or I'm known for I can't commit to anyone, you know. Or I'm, you know, I, I've been divorced one, two, three times, whatever it is there. Or, I, you know what, Barry, I've always had a bad marriage, and it's going to be like that till, you know, till the end. It's always going to be bad. Or, you know, I'm an inadequate mom, and it's always going to be like that. I'm just going to be... I'm never going to measure up with this or that at work or, you know, around my I'm just never going to measure up. Listen, God can take your weakness and turn it into a strength. You might struggle with addiction. And boy, I tell you what, I know some people who have struggled with addiction and God has done a work in their life and their greatest strength now is helping people who struggle with addictions and ministering to them. I, I know people who have always struggled with their health, you know, call it whatever you want to. They're overweight, they're big bone, whatever. And they've just kind of got, God has got a hold of them and said, I'm going to use you to minister to people like that. And I'm, you're going to be a spirit-filled P90X maniac. And you're going to have a ministry within the church to help people and, and, and serve people in that way. You know, I know people who have not been good with their money and they've always been in debt and it's always been an issue with them and God has got a hold of them and they have become in the church this awesome spirit-filled person who is able to help people and counsel people that are in debt and get them out of that and you go crazy with uh, Dave Ramsey and, you know, you, you put a picture of him on your fridge and tattoo one on your knee and, and you're just, you know, you're just all about total money makeover and you minister to people who had or have your greatest weakness. God uses that weakness, turns it into a strength. Out of your weakness, out of my weakness, that label of the past, God raises you up and gives you strength and hope and a new future and uses you to minister to other people. To me, one of the best stories in the Bible, and it connects with me deeply, it's, it's about a, a woman in the Bible and she carries one of the worst labels you can have. And uh, one of the absolute worst things. And it, it's, it's found, I'll tell you the story, it's found in uh, Joshua. And it's a lady by the name of Rahab. And we know her as, uh, she's mentioned eight times in the Bible, Rahab. Uh, six times by her profession. Rahab, the prostitute, or the harlot. This is Rahab. She's identified mainly by her job and her label was true and in those times there was temple prostitutes and there was uh 
not temple prostitutes, kind of the prostitutes that you'd see get arrested on cops. And she was like the prostitute you'd see get arrested on cops. And she was the lowest part of that society in her time. And I'm sure she thought, you know what? I am used goods. No one would ever love me. No man. I am only good for one thing. God could never love me because of what I do. And the story goes along how she started to hear about the God of Israel. And there's this beautiful verse in Joshua chapter 2 that says, Her heart melted as she started to hear about God and his people. Man, some of you, that's you here today. You don't really know God, but you're starting to believe in him, and your heart is starting to melt and you hear about God's goodness, and you hear about God's power, and you're starting to become open to who God is and what he can do in your life. And Rahab did this. She, she had two spies come to her house. Uh, not much of a house, but, but her place. And these were spies from Israel. And she did something amazing. She hid these spies. She, she risked her life by hiding these spies in uh, most likely in an effort to get to know their God. You know, hey, come in, guys. And, you know, I want to know more about you as a people, and I want to know more about your God. And she risked her life. She became the savior of these two spies and really all of these other people around her, foreshadowing what would come years later out of Rahab the prostitute. See, when she got to know God, I believe her life was changed radically. We can see this. She was transformed. She was forgiven. She got a new future. God gave her that. God did what everyone else thought was impossible in Rahab's life. God brought her eventually a man. And Rahab got married to a God-fearing man, and we find about, out about this in the New Testament, in those genealogies, which we skip over t- sometimes because we're like, well, this isn't really important stuff. I'm having a hard time reading this. And all of these names here, and begat who, and who, and all of this. And we read in the New Testament, she got married to a God-fearing man named Salmon. Salmon. Okay, so any of you ladies who are with child and you're thinking of baby names, just want to throw that one out there. Salmon. <laughs> just kidding. I think of salmon every time I hear it, right? But this guy is named Salmon. No one else would have thought it was possible. And God does a work in her life, brings her a man named Salmon. And just like some of you, you know, you feel this burden this morning. You know, I'm known as this. Or I've got this label on me as this. Or it's never going to be this way. Or it's always going to be this bad way in my life. This label follows me through. Here's what God did. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, born to take the sins of the world. Out of Rahab the prostitute comes Jesus, the Savior of the world. Can you grasp that? Can you realize that anything you have done, anything a person has done, God can take that and go, forgiven, washed white as snow, I will use you greatly. Man, that's one of my favorite stories in the Bible. Look at this verse out of Philippians chapter 3. This is in your notes as well. It says, forgetting what is behind. 
and straining toward what is ahead, I press toward the goal to win the prize which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. You know, I've heard several times in the last few weeks around here people saying stuff like this. You know, Stable and Fellowship Church, we're moving forward. We're moving forward. I just want you to see that verse there, forgetting what is behind, straining toward what is ahead. And you know what? That's how God looks at us. You know, there's some stuff that's happened in your past as an individual. There's some stuff that's happened in our past. And God says, you know what? Move forward. Move on. Let's get moving forward. I have something incredible for you. And individually as a church, it's a new future. God wants to use us in an awesome way. So don't you dare let anyone put you in a box and put a label on you. You know, by the power of Christ, you can get past your past. And God can give you, will bestow upon you a brand new name. Not what others call you. Not what you have called yourself in the past. Not what your mom or dad said about you. But God will bestow upon you a new name and a new purpose. And with that name... And with that new purpose, a brand new future. Man, a new future that you can glorify God with and be used to minister to others and take that that greatest weakness, and you know what it is, and God will take that and say, you know what, that's going to be your greatest strength. And I'm going to use that strength in a powerful way. And you will never, ever, ever be the same. See, that which has held us back in the past, can be broken. Not with like good luck, but it can be broken because of the power of Jesus Christ. If anyone is in Christ, you are a new person. The old life is gone. The new life has begun.